Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in today. On this series of Dropping In, I have a co-host. As we dive deep chatting with Olympians, I thought it best to have an Olympic swimmer by my side with the in, for the interviews. I'm proud to have Miss Martha McCabe join me for 10 episodes of Dropping In Series 4. We hope to help you learn, laugh along the way as we talk to a bunch of Team Canada Olympians. Let me introduce the sport and guests that we'll be dropping in with. This sport takes place in a velodrome, 250 meters, that's 820 feet, oval track with banks of 45 degrees. Athletes use bikes with no brakes, and they can get up to speeds of over 65 kilometers per hour. The race is a distance of four kilometers. That's 16 laps of the velodrome, if you're counting. There are four athletes on each team, two teams, eight athletes on the track, battling it out for the fastest time. Now, the time stops when the third team member's front wheel crosses the finish line. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I'm learning lots already. The team that covers the distance in the the fastest time or to catch or take over the other team wins the final. Now, let me chat about our guest that we will be dropping in with. This guest will be competing in the track cycling team pursuit this summer for her second time. If you're following along, that was the sport that it was, the team track cycling pursuit. But this will be her fourth time competing at the Olympics. She is a powerhouse having competed at two Winter Olympics for one, alpine skiing, two, freestyle skiing in ski cross, making her a two-time Winter Olympian. She's also a bronze medalist in track cycling for Team Pursuit. She made history doing this, becoming the first Canadian athlete to compete in three different sports for her first three Olympics. Now, not many Olympians actually go to three Olympics, so she's wild. And injuries seem to make her come back stronger and stronger than ever before. In 2012, a crash left her in an upper body and neck brace for seven weeks. She had broken three vertebrae in her neck and back. Just under a year later, she was on the podium at a ski cross World World Cup. It was in 2015 during her recovery from a broken wrist where she set her sights on the possibility of competing at a summer games. A year later, new to the track cycling world, she was at her first cycling world cup where, mellow, she won the team pursuit gold and then went on to win team pursuit silver at world championships. I told you she's a powerhouse. After winning bronze at the Rio games, she went back to winter to compete in ski cross, where we then saw her two more times on the podium. Right before the 2018 Winter Olympics, a crash took her out. She broke both of her legs in three places. And after four surgeries, she retired from her competitive career as a ski cross athlete. But she got back on her bike. And one year later, she was at a World Cup where she helped Canada win Team Pursuit Silver and has now qualified for her fourth Olympics. This daughter-sister-friend Olympian powerhouse world champion medalist 
comes back stronger and stronger. I wouldn't want to mess with her, but let's chat with Georgia Simmerling. Georgia, (laughs) are you ready to drop in? I'm ready to drop in. Okay, so we start. Obviously, um, this is Martha McCabe. She's my co-host for this series. Um, And we're going to go back and forth with rapid, rapid fire questions. They're never rapid. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Number one, how many tattoos do you have? And when did you get your Olympic one? What was the first? Oh, tattoos. I thought you said tutus. I'm like, I don't I know. know. Any My tutus. parents are English, so I say that one kind of weird. Okay. Yeah. How many tattoos do I have? I have um, one, two. I essentially have three. Well, I have four, but within the four, um, like within what I consider one of them is like my three brothers' names. So I have three different tattoos that they're small, but just the names of my brothers. And then another one is um, the three Olympic uh, games that I've been to in the past and in the fonts of the games that they were in. So I'm not going to lie. They kind of look like prison tattoos, like prison, (laughs) like numbers or something. So I'm in the process of hopefully going to my fourth Olympic games and then kind of transferring or kind of um, evolving the tattoo, if you will, to uh, kind of a scene. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's going to be a summer winter theme. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to put ideas in your head. You're right. Actually. You're right. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little homage, if that's the right word, to uh, Vancouver, like the, the love I have for Vancouver and the, and the North Shore Mountains. And yeah. Oh, I love cool. that. Landscape Ridge in there. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Um, okay. Well, well, I'm a, I'm a swimmer. I'm a former swimmer myself. So we okay. know you like skiing and biking how about swimming do you do you swim ever do you like swimming um, I'll tell you a pretty funny story about me swimming um so I do not consider myself a strong swimmer at all and um I feel like I'm uh let's not say mentally but physically I feel like I'm a bit dense so I feel like I, I'm a bit <laughs> <You're> all muscle <laughs> well and so I don't but I hear that that's actually just not a thing in swimming like you know, if you're good at swimming, you, you, anyway, so that, that's what I say I have that that's like my, you know, my crutch. Um, uh, so I, I definitely just sink. Um, and, but one summer we have a family cottage in the, in the Georgian Bay in, um, the Lake country in Ontario. And, uh, I wanted, uh, you know, someone said, Georgia, you should do this triathlon. It's like a sprint triathlon. And I said, sure. And like knowing me, I like signed some, signed myself up for something that was like a week later. And I'm like, mm, I should probably practice a couple laps like in the water. And uh, so I, you know, literally went to Google and, or YouTube, sorry, YouTube and like YouTube, like how to learn swimming, like how to learn proper swimming technique. And I kid you not, I, I mean, I thought I really advanced, but when I showed up to the sprint triathlon, I was getting beat by grandmas, like hundred percent grandmas were beating me in the, in the water. It was like an open water swim too. It was a bit gnarly, I'm not gonna lie. I conquered some fears got beat by everyone in the water but then I hopped on the bike and then I like picked them off like flies and just like one by one beat like you know past everyone that beat me and then kind of held my own in the run then fast forward a couple I think like even a couple weeks later I was back in um, uh, Vancouver and we had a uh, ski cross uh, dryland camp in Whistler and sure enough little little did we know we were doing a like a a team sprint triathlon (laughs) 
And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm so bad at swimming, guys. Like, I just got beat by so many people in the water, blah, 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 this last race. And we get in the water, and it's like a quarter of the length of the race I had to do. Oh. <laughs> and it was nothing. I mean, the skiers, we, we, we really can't swim. And I actually beat everyone out of my team. And I was like, oh, I thought I was bad. Y'all are, y'all are really bad. <laughs> Those- Made you feel better. Those it did. Factors. It did. Those, yeah. The like 195 pound men teammates that I have, like not the most buoyant. So I, I, yeah, I beat a couple of them. They're, those sprint tries are deceiving though, because actually open water swimming and like in a mass group like that is actually yeah. challenging. Like I've done a bunch of those and I like sprint to get out of the crowd because it's, oh my God. I was getting kicked in my face. Yeah. Like, oh. Bad. Oh. Yeah. We have, we have the Ironman here, yeah. and and that just looks atrocious. Oh my gosh! I think it was seven hundred and fifty meters, and like it took me like I don't know. I think yeah. it was like sixteen minutes, which is very slow. Yeah, uh, Martha's <laughs> an Olympic yeah. swimmer. Yeah. What what stroke did you choose? Because Martha's a breaststroker. <laughs> I think I chose the front crawl because I think yeah. that's gonna be the fastest. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I would, I would choose the best stroke. No, even I would choose the front crawl in a triathlon. You gotta go, gotta go fast here. Fair. Yeah, come on, Mercedes. Know. Know. Guys, I'm not doing a triathlon anytime soon. Thank you very much. On to number three. Okay, I watched a couple of your um, reels and your biking when you were in Hawaii going uphill, and that looked okay. like hell to me. So I want to know what was going through your head on like your seventh lap up, or I don't know how many laps you did, but you're like, I've got more to do. Well, we call them efforts. First of all, in cycling, it's just a bit, it's like an odd, no, I I just like, didn't know what the, like, I'm like, guys, it's called an interval or whatever called effort in cycling. It's just like what you call them. Um, and I think like, it's for sure painful. Like definitely it, there's a lot of pain, but I think like, uh, what goes through my head is it's just, first of all, it's work. Like I'm getting paid to do this. I'm outside. I'm in a beautiful part of the world. It's sunny. It's warm. I'm getting a tan. Like those, there's all, you know, you got to put, put it into perspective. I think, you know, the but like what motivates you? Like, are you like, oh, can't wait to have that chocolate bar at the end? Like, no, I would say the rest of the world is that I'm competing against is doing this. So you better yeah. learn well, put your okay. effort into it. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. It's, I think it's definitely um what my competitors are doing and what, what I, what I physically need to do in order for us to win a gold medal. Like, is this and team effort? Yeah. Okay. Plus on a bike, don't you get to fly down after? Oh, hell yeah. That's the best part. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. I got number four here. Um, like given all, all your, you got winter and summer experiences here. Where's the best place in the world that sport has taken you that you just can't wait to get back to. Whoa. Uh, funny enough, you would think that this would be a bit rapid fire. Like I would answer in a quick fashion here. Um, I mean, I've, I've been to so many places. Uh, I, Rio was a stunning, Rio was a stunning city. Like I would definitely go back and, and check out and not, you know, not be an athlete and check out, like, I think just the scene of like Copacabana and even the partying looked like amazing. <laughs> uh, I think just a whole nother culture that I really you know, we tapped into it for a hot second, but we really did not experience it. I think that would be a really, really cool place to go, to go back. Um, I feel like then, you would have to ask Zach about the party scene there. <laughs> oh, trust me. I had a couple you of would know. <laughs> Zach's our friend who's this uh, Olympic sailor who went to Rio and I think he just partied because he <laughs> wasn't competing in Rio, was he? He 
He was like supposed to, and then didn't or something. They took out windsurfing in the Olympics. And so then he couldn't go. And then he was like, game on. (laughs) So the the, the few nights that I did party was with Zach. Yes, (laughs) I believe it. It makes sense. It makes sense. Um, I mean, and then uh, like the Alps in in Europe uh, in the wintertime are just like absolutely beautiful and stunning. And I mean, I would obviously love to ski again in some, you know, epic powder. So. Yeah. I feel like you did this winter a little bit. Did you? I, I, I got, I, I toured a little bit and it was okay. so amazing. Yeah. I, I got out a couple of times. I was very lucky actually. Very um, good. Happy. Number five. Okay. I learned a lot about um, team pursuit in the velodrome doing research on this and the third racer might be the most important because their tire is the one that is the finish line. What is your position or do you switch it up? I don't know what happens. Uh, yeah. So, um, you're constantly rotating. So the third, the third becomes two becomes one becomes four. That makes sense. So, so, uh, I mean, yes, the third, the time stops at the third rider's rear wheel, but, but that person is constantly changing. So if you think it's actually, it's, it's, I mean, it's very scientific and it's actually kind of cool to think about. I always find it kind of fascinating because I know nothing about it, but I try to listen to what our physiologists tell us and uh, and I just learned so much, but I'm just like amazed. So each team obviously has different people on the team and it's it's uh, uh, sports physiologists are very, very important in track cycling, um, especially team pursuit because they, they're physiologists, um, but they, they're also like, you know, total sport bike techie wizards. And they, Essentially, they have to know our bodies so like in very, very well mm-hmm. through all the data that they receive after we train for you know years, essentially, to know each of our physiologies, yeah, and to know when is best suited for each rider to push where and maximize their energy in at what point in the race. So if you you think of a bucket and there's a hole at the bottom of the bucket and there's sand in that bucket, everyone's hole is, is, is a different size. Mm -hmm. So the sand empties either slow or fast, and it's not a bad thing. It's just to understand. Fast. Well, (laughs) so you would, you would, you would probably be better suited to use your energy early on in the race. So we have put me in the back. I don't know. Well, no, we put you in the front and we'd oh. use you up, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Like, and then do I get to stay in the back? How does well, that you, <laughs> you would probably be our starter. So you would probably rip, you would get the team up to speed. So it's a very, very important role, actually. Game on, And then bitches. you would hang on until you got to the front one more time and then you'd exit. We call it like a suicide, like double. And then they leave? You just leave? Yes. Because you're you out of the velodrome. Well, no. <laughs> Well, you're out of like, you actually just do laps on at the top and then you come down when it's safe, like during the race. I should have watched this before. I'm sorry. I'm your friend that's like, doesn't know this sport. You know, I'm a winter girl, but we're all learning. Can we just pause for a sec? Like how long have you guys been doing this? And let's talk about dropping in for a sec. Oh, dropping in. This is series four. And this is the first time Martha is my co-host. Awesome. Okay. Like cool. episode cool. three. For and so, yeah, she's on episode three, and um, yeah, it's it's all different series, and this is just leading up to the summer games. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Cool. So awesome. I'm teaching people about sports as well as like you. 
because you're cool. Totally. I mean, yeah, we're learning lots about Team Pursuit, right? (laughs) I am. (laughs) Team Pursuit is so wild. It's so cool. Yeah, it's I'm fun. definitely going to watch it. I don't it's see the thing is I've never watched the summer Olympics because I was always cool. training. Yeah. What? That is mad. Well, I was always, okay. So Georgia will get this. I was always at Mount hood and there's yeah. like barely any internet there. I tried to stream it one summer and I was like, this is the most glitchy thing ever. I love you, Canada. Good luck. Yeah, good. Yeah, we wish you well. <laughs> I'll go on snow and do what I know. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so team pursuit, you switch it up. Okay, I get it. I get it. I'm getting it. Yep. What number well, are we gonna have on? a time this summer, Mercedes, watching the Summer Olympics? I know I can't wait. Yeah, you're gonna have a time. I'm gonna be a big nerd. I'm gonna put on my glasses and I'm gonna get out there and be watching you the whole yes. time. <laughs> I recommend Vestages will now, if you have um honestly, I would like most people don't pay for TV anymore, but I would pay for like a month subscription and then record gonna... most things are on uh, most things record like uh they have on demand yeah, or yeah. and yeah. you just and then you skip the commercials you watch them when you want but you can watch all the like all like, but then all. i can rewind and watch your face you can you could <laughs> and see your you're you're like <sighs> we're pretty intense okay we're pretty intense what's it. what's funny is we when we when we go out of the start um so obviously we go from like zero to you know we get up to speed and as I mentioned earlier, it's our, our starter is the, um, the person that's, you know, on the, cause we start up the track, like one, two, three, four, and then we all slot in, um, yeah. in a row behind each other, if that makes sense. And our starter is in a start gate and her bike is actually hooked into this start gate that only leaves. It only opens up at zero. There's a, a countdown from five seconds to yeah. kind of like skier cross. Exactly. Well, except that's random. So right, this that is, is random. That, that, that's like zero to five. And then you have a window and it just automatically opens. This opens at zero, yeah. but it's it's still a very important for her to time it, to, to time her momentum for pushing on the pedals to get the most out of her like body to push on the pedals. Long story short, whenever we get photos and we always, we always, you always get like teams always get photos of like the, yeah. the starting, you know, right, right when you leave the blocks, if you will. And Allie is our starter and she's like the most cool, calm, collected. We call her like, she's just a mellow four. Like she's always a mellow four. And she, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Cause like, she's super consistent and her starting face is just like this. Like, it's just chilling. <sighs> and everyone else, we're it's always like, like this. Like we look like blowfish. Like, it's just so funny. And we're like, okay, I guess. Yeah. You know, who's done this before you know who, uh, yeah, is good at what they do. <laughs> I'm just mellow, going to envision myself as the starter now. When yes. I watch, I'll be like, Allie, "That's me, Ali Bev." Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, what's number six? Okay, yeah, number six. What's your drink of choice? Alcoholic, non. What do you What do you like to drink? I'm a. I, I like a. I like a wheat beer. I, I definitely go for. I definitely go for beer, and I'm. I'm starting to get into uh, like hazy tropical IPAs. Yeah, Nipas are good. I know Nipas, they're the way to go. I have three older brothers and they've they've really turned me on to the Nipas. Okay, number eight. Um if no, people look I was oh. gonna say it. We, we switched. <laughs> That's okay. Seven. Seven. Okay. You work out a lot. What's your current favorite workout? Uh well. So cycling, you just do a lot of bike riding, like yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, like as opposed to, as opposed to skiing, I, I didn't really realize 
where um, you can do a lot of cross training as well as snowboarding. You know this, you can do a lot of different types of truck cross training that can make you a better snowboarder or make you a better ski cross athlete. Well, it's not really the case in cycling. It's such a linear sport mm-hmm. that um, to do, are you looking? You froze a little bit. Well, that could be me. Are we yeah, good? I am. I can hear you. Okay. okay. Uh, Mercedes. Keep going. Let's keep going. Okay. Sorry. So, um, should, should I start from the beginning? No, I don't cut it. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Um, whereas I didn't really realize, I didn't realize that was not the case with cycling and you really can only get bike, uh, get faster on a bike by biking. So there's different types of working outs of different types of workouts, obviously on your bike, you know, different types of efforts, different cadence, different power, all that stuff. But as of right now, I'm in, I'm in Sweden visiting my girlfriend and um, we're, we're just kind of doing a volume block. So like my workout right now is actually just like to go explore roads and just go ride for five hours outside, keep your average power, a certain, a certain, you know, certain number. And sorry, that was the dog. And, uh, um, and just go explore, like go, go on a, you know, go ride 125, 130K and go have fun. So that's oh, like casual, super casual. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> I go for like a jog and it's like maybe 5K <laughs> and that's my jog tour. A jog tour. I forgot about the jog tours. I haven't done a jog tour in a long time, team. (laughs) (laughs) But it's cool to. I like that. That's like the best way of seeing new places. Is oh my god, totally faster on a bike. Steph and I were joking that I've already seen her city more than she has. I bet in one day because I went for a big ride the like second day that I got here. (laughs) I love it. Okay. I, I just have a quick question on that though. Like when you're you're in Sweden, how do you know like what roads are gonna be safer versus like for example 2015 pan am games yeah i don't know if you remember anyone reading this or hearing this but a few of the brazilians came to toronto and they got on the don valley parkway and just started riding their bikes which like <laughs> is not a cool thing and not allowed like very quickly they were like called, like police came and like pulled them off and stuff but like how do you know? <laughs> yeah how would um, you know yeah, yeah I, I didn't know that <laughs> Um, that is a great question. And it is, it all, it always is a bit of a, um, like a frustration hurdle that you have to overcome when you, when you come to a new city for sure. And sometimes, you know, you're, you're like, oh, here's a dead end when it like, or here's a gravel road that you thought it was paved road. But, um, I think, uh, like the bike computers, like the Garmin's that we have on most of our bikes, um, are very, very, very handy, first of all. And then you kind of like look on online and then it, automatically downloads to your bike computer and then you kind of just follow the road and then also meet meet the locals like like connect with people that are from here and that's already what i've done so <clears throat> some people have sent me some rides and i'm just going to go on an adventure tomorrow oh. I'm, I'm pumped sweet yeah okay number eight of this very rapid fire i know so rapid <laughs> um <laughs> okay so if people follow you on social media you never seem to be resting so like <laughs> Tell us about your, your recovery. Do you rest? Do you watch movies? Do you read books? What's going on? I, I rest. I, I love books. I, I like movies. I'm more of a TV show kind of girl. Um, I guess like, uh, I mean, yeah, I like, I like to cook a lot. Uh, I, like, I have been cooking. That's like very like meditative and restful kind of for me. Um, uh, yoga is a big part of my life. I do, I do a fair bit of yoga. That's still active girlfriend. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> no, I'm actually getting more into the yin, truly. 
I am. I am. I really. I just. I know you, and I'm like the girl does not sit down. She doesn't. She's like, okay, I'll be winter athlete. I'll be a summer athlete. Hmm. I, my girlfriend would probably agree with you, but I'm, I'm learning. Cycling is a sport where you actually have to rest. Like you, you just have to. So I do sit on the couch. I read my book. I'll watch some shows. Um, what show? Yeah. Uh, I just finished a show or I'm, I'm finishing it. I got, I started on the plane when I got here, actually. Uh, darn, I'm going to blank on the name. It's like a very, very, uh, boring name. And it's about, um, young investor bankers in England, actually, or in, in London, I think in, in London, England, it's called like, it's, it's literally called like inventory or something or okay. that cool. might as well. It, on it's, Netflix? It's really, really good show. No, it's on, um, uh, HBO actually it's HBO. on HBO. I think it's called inventory. It's just, it's odd. It's an odd name, but. Um, I'm just surprised you sit down and watch a TV show, to be honest. <laughs> Whatever, okay. <laughs> but that's just like, that's kind of all of us. We don't all really sit down and stay still. It's true. I think, we, I think it's good for us to do more. Um, okay, number nine. This might be my favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> you went from a speed suit in ski racing to like a little less tight suit in ski cross right ah, so did true. you did you miss the alpine yeah, suit exactly. so much that you wanted a thinner tighter suit in biking <laughs> i have made this joke about myself a few times i guess i just really love spandex yeah um, <laughs> i know and especially coming from someone like you you're probably just like what the heck i like, don't get it man. Like, like dude like pick something cool already right <laughs> Um, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. Um, yeah, I guess I just really like, I just really like spandex, like, like really ugly spandex actually too. It's like just not so tight hard. and so not. revealing. And it's just got thinner and thinner through every <laughs> sport that you've chose. <laughs> Maybe swimming has, is the next it's sport like, for you, Georgia. It's like, oh, oh my, my gosh. No. Wait, what did you say? What sport would it be? Swimming. I said, maybe swimming's the next oh. sport for you. Maybe no, really? like a big even, no. It's even smaller. <laughs> a big no. Didn't I tell you? I think it was 16 minutes for 750 meters. Open water, that's not bad. No, it's pretty horrible. You know that. <laughs> I will say I, I would try out um people have asked, and if it's number 10, then we can just skip to it. But if there was a for a fourth sport, um if there was an Olympic dodgeball team, Ooh. I'm confident I would make that team. Like I, I, I might have a bit too much confidence sometimes, but I'm pretty confident I would make that team. I'd like to be, and I love that sport. I would not want to have a ball whipped at by by you. Yeah, <laughs> that would hurt. Confident, <laughs> would. Yeah. yeah, and confident uh, I would not make that team. <laughs> I'm ambidextrous, so I would be like, oh, whew, whew. Ooh, <laughs> you're <yeah>. done. <laughs> you're done. Okay, let's number 10, final one. Uh, okay, wrapping up your Olympic experiences so far, what is the most memorable takeaway from the games you've been at? Uh, a couple. <laughs> most. No, I'm kidding. You've been to too many. Steph is staring at me with a big smile on her face. She's like, say me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... She's like third on the list, I say, which is <laughs> Are you staying at her house? Yeah, she's yeah. looking at me right no, now. You might get locked out again. Yeah. yeah. 
It's okay. Rio, so Steph's dog's name is Rio and it's okay because Rio, Rio is her number one. So it's okay. Like okay. we know where we stand, right? We know where we stand. So I would say number one is um, just like walking through the opening ceremonies of Vancouver 2010. That was very, just very memorable, like very remarkable for me and overwhelming and amazing. And then uh, crossing the finish line of Rio uh, where we won bronze was just spectacular. Crying, uh-huh. <laughs> um, there's something to say about like competing as a team. Like they're just so different competing as an individual versus a team. And like, I really don't like one more than the other, but there's just something very powerful about both, but there's something, I don't know, very unique about competing as a team. And, and, you know, it's not just you out there and that you're, you're a team of five and there's four of you on, on, in that ride, but there's that fifth rider that, um, wasn't in that ride and wasn't another ride. And it's, uh, it was like, I get goosebumps kind of thinking about that, um, crossing that finish line. And I, and I really truly hope we can better that metal performance in a couple months away. And in then a- Steph. And then Steph was number three. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got you girl. <laughs> Meeting. Well, I hadn't, we knew each other. So it was almost like the, you know, the spark that went, you know, that grew to the flame. Like we kind of knew of each other. So but it was still like, you know, it was, there was some giddiness for sure. <laughs> nice. Thank you. That was our rapid fire. That's Ooh. never rapid. Was um, it like too short or what the heck? What's that? Was it too short? I'm confused. No, it was awesome. Okay. I just, okay. I, I oh. call it a rapid fire and, uh, yeah. and it's never rapid because I just like the audience to get to know you a little bit more. Totally, totally. perfect. Steph, Steph was like, Georgia, it wasn't rapid. Like I'm very literal. I'm like, <laughs> I know. He's like, she's, she's sitting there to help longer. explain it. Yeah. <laughs> Should know. we do one with her next? <laughs> <laughs> Bring her in. <laughs> what was Based your most the- memorable moment <laughs> of the games? <laughs> Based off the giggles, I think she would be happy to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have her in here. Um, if the banter back and forth be hilarious, it's already happening. Um, so so I do, can I watch, can I watch, can I listen to episode one, two, and three? Not yet. They're coming out May 6th. Oh, sweet. Okay. Soon. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. So they're all team Canada athletes that are either going or potentially going to the games. Are you partnered kind of with the COC at all with this or not at all? No, I'm not. This is um, on the Dean Blendell network. Okay. Yeah. I just want, I just thought it was perfect timing. Why not catch up with all my friends before they go to the games? I'm sure, I'm sure you're learning a lot and it's fun for you as well. Absolutely. Love it. I'm learning because see, I'm learning so much about sports that I never knew about. Totally. Totally. I think sports like snowboarding and skiing, like we're, we're in a, we're in our own bubbles. I know you have people. It's true. Like you have your people and you don't really like, you don't know much, especially summer sports. So you probably are learning a ton. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's so nice to have Martha here because she is a summer Olympian. Oh, she's an Olympian. Did you know, fun fact, that I love this fact and I say it all the time, that I guess you are an Olympian and a winter Olympian because you're either just okay. a summer Olympian is an Olympian oh, and a winter Olympian has to be a winter Olympian. Well, it's, you know why? It's because the, 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 they, they say the real Olympics are the summer, the summer Olympics. I know. Or like the true, I know. I, I was like, that's bullshit. So when someone said that to me, I'm 
times have changed people um okay i do want to get into how are you feeling about the delayed extra year of training that you've got on your bike because of the games it was it was a uh it was a challenge at first for sure steph and i were both planning on retiring uh we i mean i don't i don't want to speak on behalf of both of us but like I'm looking forward to retirement. Like I'm nervous about it and I know I'm going to hit a, some, I'm, I'm going to have some, you know, probably a bit of an, an, an identity, uh, let's just say like transformation, but, but I'm, I'm, I, I am looking forward to it and I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited about the challenge. So yeah. uh, th- it was like a challenge all in itself. And I think we both have taken this year, someone told us kind of early on into COVID, like it's a last chance at a last year. And I think we've really taken that with, with, you know, guns a blazing and we we hadn't seen each other before this in like three or three and a half months and it wasn't it wasn't I mean it was hard but we just keep on in the back of our minds we're just like this is okay this is our last hurrah like we can do this like we can get through this and we're just putting all of our energy into you know being the best and strongest athletes that we can be and and there's something like very liberating about that yeah, that's what I, that's what I was taking. I know Martha has a question. I saw her, um, <clears throat> but I was like, the athletes are either going to thrive and be the most, the like best athletes we've ever seen at the games, mm. or like maybe the best athletes aren't going to train as hard. And then it's going to yeah. switch up. I think these are going to be really exciting games to watch for my first summer Olympics to watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. I, I really do. Yeah. Martha. Um, yeah, well, no, I was just going to ask you, because I know, I think this is all from just social media, but I feel like you and Steph started uh, like a, a company together, a clothing brand. Or, we, so, we did. Yeah, we did. like maybe just, can you talk about it a bit? Because is this something you guys want to do more in the future? Or? It, it is. And it, we, uh, it's called Project Athlete. And Project Athlete is all about kind of taking, um, like being okay with your vulnerabilities and, and even celebrating your vulnerabilities and, and everyone, our kind of slogan is everyone is a project and we're all, we're all learning and we're all growing. And, and we came, we just had over many conversations realized that elite, elite athletes take themselves way too seriously. And, you know, it's okay to like, just joke about falling or whatever it is, or about, you know, you know, like, having just like something happen to you that, that that's okay. Like it's, it's, it's not the end of the world and you're going to be okay. And, um, also seeing and seeing your strengths and your vulnerabilities. Um, and it's been, it's been a, a really challenging, fun experience. I think kind of starting, starting this on the side and, and yeah, we, we hope to put more um, energy into it when, when, when we're, when we're done our, done our careers. Cool. Awesome. Okay. You say, sorry, I have to, um, ask a question because you say athletes elite athletes take themselves very seriously I want to talk about summer athletes versus winter athletes because I think summer athletes take themselves way more seriously than winter athletes do well I would argue it's the sport and I and I totally know what you mean no no I I totally do know you mean like like you know uh, a, a, a slope style snowboarder is completely different athlete than a uh, endurance runner than an endurance runner thank you like they they could not be more opposite yeah so I think there are I don't even know like maybe I'm saying there's more endurance sports in in the summer I don't even know if there is or not but but you know like Mercedes uh you could say the same thing about like a cross-country uh she with us yeah guys I got a phone call (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like a cross country, a cross country skier, you know. Um, so I think it's um, just the sports themselves are, are yeah. like niche. And I'm trying to think of like a broy summer sport that's like, I'm trying to think, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I, I know in the right. RBC Olympian program. Yeah. I was like, we are on different like wavelengths. So, so, so actually I had, um, Zach Bell, who's a a cyclist. And then I had, um, Phil Wright, who was field hockey. So field hockey might be like the bro-y kind of. They might be a little bit. I think, yeah, yeah, they might be, I think a a little bit. (laughs) We were all very different people though. It was cool. We are. We're so different. Awesome. Well, let's, um, let's go. Can we see your girlfriend? Does she want to come in and say hi? Yeah, whatever. We're just cooking dinner. We're checking, <laughs> making a roast chicken and some crispy cauliflowers that got a bit crispy. <laughs> okay, are you are you ready for your rapid fire? <laughs> just kidding. We made some crispy, crispy cauliflowers. I love it. I love it. Um, Georgia, we're gonna we're gonna sign off and let everyone know Wait. where they can find you online. Oh, uh, I'm 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 I'd say Insta. Oh, here's the here's the little man. Oh, hi, Betty. (laughs) There's a little man. I'm just on Instagram, G Simmerling. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for dropping in today. I appreciate it. And I miss you and wish you all the best. I miss you too. Good luck. Nice to meet you, Martha. Yeah, you too. Stay safe. Bye. Thanks for dropping in. If you want to watch this podcast, head over to YouTube. Follow Dropping In on Instagram and Facebook at Dropping In with Mercedes. Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music and my mom for the intro voice. Hi, I'm Emily Roger. And I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.